You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. It's here. It's here. The Oscar nominations. And what better time to talk about them than what? Five days after they got announced, you know? Hells yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, it, it, it's good because we, we have some time to simmer down, you know, think about it a little bit rather than gut reactions. I still have a few volatile reactions based on what I saw, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, I've, I've maybe one or two. Yeah. No, but uh, hey, every people, welcome back to Eye on the Prize. This is the big week. We got the Oscar nominations are out, and there's been a lot of stuff that got announced there. A lot of surprises, a lot of... You know, some safe bets, stuff that I, you know, kind of saw coming. But, uh, yeah, this is me, Justin Zarian. I am, you know, as is my mantra, I am very tired, but still trying to keep, a, you know, peppy energy this week. Uh, and then over to my right here, or left, whichever direction it is, is Shaquille Lambert. Hey, how you doing, buddy? What's up? What's good? I'm good. How about you? I'm I'm doing well. My uh, brain is wired on Persona 5 right now, so I'm trying to switch mindsets. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> And then over here, it's Ian Butcher yeah, back my again. My brain is not wired on Persona 5. It should be, man. It's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> we listen. Oh, yeah, Justin. We had a talk. We had a whole talk one time after you had left, where I'm. Uh, I told Ian he needs to start playing more video games. He's like. I would, but, like, it would bring the addiction back, so yeah. I'm not going to. No, that is fair. I have fair. a life, and fair. I work a couple of jobs, so I definitely uh, would want to keep at least one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, my uh, my life right now, I'm just getting ready for the storm that is my thesis, so I'm kind of just getting this all out of a big sneeze, and then just back to the grind, you know? <laughs> but I know, mm-hmm. the addiction is real, man. I... God, especially that game is one of those hundred hour plus Ugh. epics. So it, yeah, it is easy to get sucked into it, man. It's just ugh. But uh, anyway, yeah, this you know what else is going on with you guys? Uh, any uh, any cool stories? Any new movies you've seen? Honestly, I'm I'm upset because I didn't get to go see Paddington two like I thought I would Aww. last week. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to before it leaves theaters. That's a guarantee. Um. But uh, early this week has just been just kind of like catching up on a lot of school stuff. Um, yesterday, I actually went to a, uh, another campus because a friend of mine, actually two of my friends, were in their own theater production of A Little Shop of Horrors. Ooh. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll go check that out. And it was, it was really fun. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's weird because I've seen like at least enough of what the stage version is versus the film version. And I like some of the stuff the stage version does, but I'm... Maybe I'm not the purest that people think I am. I prefer the theatrical ending a little bit more. But the 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 one of the movie rather than the play. Yeah, well, because I feel like the play version works for the play because it you know the medium of the stage and that stuff. But they did enough to change it in the movie that that dramatic and dark and ending did really fit for the motif they were going. I felt. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, I haven't. Thing is, I haven't actually like the original. Well, the Little Shop of Horror, uh, Little Shop of Horrors movie. I've only actually seen it in parts. I've never seen the full full movie. Oh, it's great! But I know of every. I know already of everything that does happen and the difference between like the theatrical ending and the ending that they originally were going to go with. That whole like massive set piece of like Audrey two destroying everything. And honestly, I kind of like the darker ending because it's just kind of cool. Yeah, no, I mean on a spectacle level, it's cool. I think it's just you, you know. 
you're not supposed to attach to the stage version of the characters as much because it's supposed to be like a morality tale kind of thing. But you like um, yeah. Rick Moranis so much that it's just really harsh to see him get killed off the way they do in the uh, in the director's cut. You're <laughs> just like, that's true. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, he did some bad things, but I don't think he deserved to get that bad. <laughs> you know, just eh, maybe that that is a, a topic of debate for another time. Yeah, but, but for what it's worth, I still very much enjoyed their version of it. It was. As a non-musical-ass person as I am, <laughs> I was just surprised at how much I enjoyed it, but it was it was great. No, it's awesome. Yeah, and I, I listen to that soundtrack every now and then, too. There's some great, great songs on that thing. So, good old classic Motown. Uh, Ian, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot, really. Uh, I've just been kind of catching up on sleep and all that recently. Um, uh, what, what was it that I did? Oh, I, I got to do something uh, I've been wanting to do for ages, uh, which is uh, Alamo Drafthouse here. Uh, this last week they were showing uh, Inherent Vice in 70mm. Huh. Oh, boy. And, How... and, was, <laughs> it, and if you like Inherent Vice like I do, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and if you're not that person like me, uh, you'll probably chew off your date's arm so you can get out of the theater. Which I got almost <laughs> well, there is that. There is that. Now, I will say that I may or may not have had uh, some substances before I went and saw it. Uh, and ha, there it is. The movie may have made so much more sense, and I'm glad that I did that. <laughs> oh, um, that's something I was like, I've watched this movie sober way too many times, and I still don't know what's going on with it. Maybe if I try this, it'll actually make sense. And sure oh. enough, I watched it, and I felt like I had unlocked the secrets of the universe. Oh, boy. Up until about half an hour before the end of the movie where I went, oh, shit, I think I lost it again. Well, that half an hour <laughs> is the most confusing part, because you think everything's resolved, and it's like, oh, but wait, here's this other thing that we didn't talk about. And you're like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what, freaking uh, Josh Brolin eating ha- you know, all the uh, the weed, you know, just all the plate and all the ashes. It's just like... That is still... One of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. I know. On top of everything else that bored me in that movie, then suddenly I just woke up to see that. I'm like, what the frick was that? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> uh, well, at the very least, the movie looked gorgeous. No, and that's the thing. It's made with, you know, PTA's uh, usual style of, like, craftsmanship. It's just... Yeah, it was just the way the story was directed. And, I mean, from what I heard, it was pretty laid back on the set, too, so it kind of made sense. It's like, yeah, it feels like you're watching a bunch of people get high and then make a movie, you know? (laughs) Basically, yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's either going to work or it's not going to work. Funny enough, though, I actually have a double feature I'm going to tonight, uh, and one of them will be Phantom Thread, so. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm curious, because, you know, it's going to be a double feature of that in the post, so That's an interesting combination. I know we. Um, I got. I had a friend who wanted to go to movie night because he's like, "Oh, I haven't seen you forever. I'm gonna invite you and my boyfriend, and we'll go out with, and we'll go see some movies." And you know, I invited somebody to not be a third wheel and that. So, I was, I was hoping you were gonna say, "Oh, we're gonna go watch Phantom Thread and then Den of Thieves." <laughs> no, that's yeah. you. Like the two complete opposite ends of the spectrum. We're watching Phantom Thread and then Problem Child Two. <laughs> oh boy no so I will uh, hopefully have a report next time to see how that went see if uh, it's a better Paul Thomas Anderson film <laughs> let me put it to you this way I'm a Paul Thomas Anderson super fan I, I, I love everything he did uh, Phantom Thread just left me cold sure sure I mean I'm... It, it, it felt like it felt like for, for me watching it was like oh this is people who don't like his movies this is what they must feel like 
<laughs> yeah, no, I remember we mentioned that last time. So, uh, yeah, it, it, I just, I'm curious just because, especially after uh, the results from this week's Oscar nominations, just to see, like, okay, somebody clearly loved this more than the other people did, you know? Just, like, mm. there's some, somebody must really be a PTA fan. But anyway, um, all right, let's, you know, with all that out of the way, let's get on just straight to the news. So, uh, the first item on here, I got it right here. Uh, there's some new rules that were put in place by the Academy because of the infamous event last year where <laughs> Moonlight almost barely didn't win. Well, best picture, <laughs> you know, just... But then it did, and that got fucking vindicated. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, and to make sure, like, <laughs> I think I remember seeing a uh, commercial promo uh, by Jimmy Kimmel this week where he, he's sitting on, like, a therapist uh, chair, and he's like, I don't know, man, it still haunts me to this day. And the worst thing is, they want me to come back. I don't know what I can do. <laughs> Just talking about the snafu. So to make sure that doesn't happen again, um, they're adding a third person to watch over the other two people handing envelopes. Kind of a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's going to be a, a quality checker to make sure that everyone's passing the envelopes correctly to the other people. So And that quality checker will be Warren Beatty. <laughs> well, at least he'll like... <laughs> like I, can't, I can't have this repeat. Then have like a slow-mo where it's like, no! Don't, that's not the right envelope. They open up the envelope, and they're like, oh my god, La La Land actually won. What the fuck? Yeah. No, Fuck that, you. As long, as long as they Second, don't... you know what would make it much easier? Just have the best picture be a different color envelope. Literally just Ooh. have that one be gold. Ooh. Or, or, how about this? Or, just make best picture Mad Max Fury Road. No problems. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Genius. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, so hopefully that prevents any snafus, and um, apparently people are very self-conscious of other snafus. Now, uh, we all know, for you know, a little spoil the Oscar nominations, they clearly did not nominate James Franco because they didn't want any scandals to come out from that. And I get, yeah. I get it, I get it. You know, you know, you know actually, hold on, hold on let, let me pause that for a second because apparently, the, like, they put in their final nominations before that came out so it was just a massive no 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 no. actually actually from what i heard is that there's a voting period and people will usually cast ballots a lot in the beginning and a lot at the end and the news with james franco happened right in the middle of it so there was enough did it oh yeah no there was a lot enough of a last minute surge of people voting i think that you know and and i heard that 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 whole thing was kind of coming out in 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 dribs and drabbles uh, a couple of weeks before it kind of broke in the news um but like people were kind of whispering about that 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 was kind of on the horizon so yeah might have already oh, been out okay. there in the ether down in la yeah i mean and that's you know i still think he's great in disaster artists it's just yeah that that's just what's gonna happen but another person who's getting you know a lot of controversy is casey affleck over you know his allegations the previous year and there's enough of a petition and an outcry from people in the public that casey affleck himself has withdrawn himself as a presenter for the oscars so he Apparently, he didn't make an official statement, but everyone said it's like, look, he doesn't want to overshadow the, uh, you know, the performances of the actresses. He doesn't want to cause any problems for the Academy. So he is, you know, voluntarily declined to present at the uh, the awards this year. So, I mean. Honestly, it's a smart move. It is. I mean, it's just a shame because, I mean, he really was my favorite performance of the last year. But, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just so. Actually, my my favorite performance of last year was... uh... Uh, Brie Larson trying really, really hard to not rip his head off when presenting him with the Oscar last year. 
Oh, and, um, right? Den- and Denzel <laughs> mean-mugging him uh, from the audience. Oh, yeah. Because so- <laughs> he shot him out, and Denzel's like, I don't want nothing to do with you, boy. <laughs> I, Casey was trying to be so nice. He's like, I know I met my idol today, Denzel Washington, the guy inspired me to act. They cut to Denzel just like... <laughs> scowling, but still going, <laughs> okay. Because you, cause you know Denzel was like, this award is mine in the bag. Yeah. And then, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Denzel was great. I just... Yeah, I, I prefer more subtle craft than I do the big showy staging performances. But it depends on the, on the person. But yes, that was uh, that's that. So hopefully, again, they're trying to do a lot of damage control this year to prevent any type of snafu, whether it be technical or controversy related. So uh, on that note, then, uh, things that are a huge mess, and I really hate talking about them because, you know, just, I'm just going to say it. Screw the Razzies. They suck. They're st- oh yeah, they're st- yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're stupid. Like, like, I remember when they actually meant something for a while. It's like okay, they're picking legitimately bad films. They're like the worst. They, the thing is, is that they never really did. Because the thing is, is that their whole the reason of their existence was a joke. Was just like to take a piss at the Oscars. And like, there was a time where I enjoyed reading the Razzies, and that time was I was like fourteen to seventeen. Sure. Other than that, it's. Honestly, it's a waste of time, and it's a lot of the time they don't really pick the worst movie of the year. They just pick the popular pick. Yeah, no, that's the thing that bugged me, because their earlier picks at least picked some of the legitimately worst movies. It's like, yeah, Battlefield Earth is one of the legitimately the worst movies ever made, and that deserved to win. You take that back. (laughs) Uh, I believe I have someone in this audience here who gave it uh, the lowest rating possible on the review. Oh, wait, you're right. Yeah, 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 (laughs) don't take that back. (laughs) Uh, we have video proof, my friend. <laughs> we have receipts, <laughs> sir. <laughs> but, yes, no, I totally agree. That's been the biggest problem, especially the last decade. We're just like, oh, yeah, we'll just kick Twilight again, even though there was five other movies that were worse than any of the Twilight films that year. And this year was, you know, I mean, these are all bad movies, but, okay, the fact that The Snowman is nowhere on the Best Picture list, come on. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> baffling. I mean, to be fair, I tried watching it with some friends over, like, a screen-sharing thing, we made it through 15 minutes, and then we just stopped. <laughs> We're just like, oh, God, this, this is the, this is like the most boring movie I've seen, and it's only 15 minutes long. Like, oh, God. How do you make a movie where the main character's name is Harry Hull, and it's that boring? <laughs> you know, okay, yeah, pronunciations, but yes, that was super distracting anytime they called okay, Harry yeah. Hull. <laughs> it's like I tried for the first five minutes to be like, no, be mature. Come on now. But they kept saying it, and I was like... <clears throat> I, I was more creeped out by the extreme long shots of, you know, cemetery graves with children's butts in the camera and that stuff. I'm just like... That was... That, yeah, well, a drunk Michael Fassbender walks by. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. There's some, some graveyard in... I think it's Norway they're in, right? Or... Some somewhere where it's snowy. So. Yeah, yeah, but like, there's like a bunch of this opening credit sequence where they pan upon, pan across a bunch of uh, cemetery and graves, and there's a bunch of statues of naked children, you know, as part. I mean, there's supposed to be like oh. cherubs and that stuff, but the way they're shot is yeah. so creepy. It's just like, uh, okay, <laughs> it's really weird. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna need to see. I'm listen. I still said I was going to see the snowman, and I'm going to see the snowman. Then you're uh, more patient right, than me. Well, <laughs> yeah. Don't the, say we didn't warn you. Literally nothing happens in the first 15 minutes, so... Listen, dude, I put myself through the emoji movie. You already know I'm willing to put myself through some bullshit. What the okay. hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Wait, 
Ian, were you not here when we had the discussion? When I, I'm I watched sure it? I was, but what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I had to see if it was that bad, and God. it is that bad. <laughs> well, now you know. Uh, but yes, okay, the worst movies of the year they picked, Baywatch, Emoji Movie, there you go. Hey. Uh, 50, Sh- 50 Shades Darker, The Mummy, and Transformers The Last Night. So, I mean, they're not wrong. No, those are terrible movies. It's just, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying, like, that stuff didn't bug me, it's their later categories, they're all like, you know, we're screen couple, and all these other things, I'm just like, who cares? Nobody cares. Mm. Just, why not just make a, a list, do like the AFI thing, like the ten, the list of ten worst movies, and give a description to like, why their awfulness is so awful. I don't know. Just yeah, yeah. Seems... And you know, thing is, is some of the, one of these movies definitely does not deserve to be on here. And that's fucking Mother. Like, Mother is a divisive ass movie, but it does not belong in like a worst director at all or worst actress. It's like Jennifer Lawrence was good in the movie. It's just you know, it's just a divisive movie. You either like it or you don't. You know, I don't know. That's just me. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I, I think. I think uh, that's all I got to say. I saw on Twitter Scott Derrickson probably put it the best where uh, he was talking about the Razzies and how, you know, yeah, everybody laughs about them, but how, you know, they are really pretty hurtful to, you know, people who, even if the movie turns out bad, are putting a lot of time and a lot of energy into that movie. Sure. And uh, and he's like, I know from personal experience because he's like, I got nominated for Worst Director once and it, and it sucked, but then I lost to Steven Spielberg and I felt okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. Damn. <laughs> uh, how do you vote Steven Spielberg as worst director? I believe that right. was the year that uh, Crystal Skull came out. Oh. Ooh. Okay. See? See? That's the thing. That's not even the worst movie of that year. No. But they're just like, oh, it's popular. People didn't. People were mad at Indiana Jones, so we'll put that as the worst thing. It's like, no. Yeah. The... Like, that was, I'm pretty sure that was the same year fucking Disaster movie came out, too. I was just going to say, they're the, the, the Razzies are the equivalent of, like, Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer, the way they just put up nominees as the way they write movies. Just like, what movie's popular? Okay, take a joke from the trailer and just, I don't know, just do it again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Uh, but things that are more hopeful and exciting sounding, there's the Ace winners. Uh, this is for the editing prizes. And, you know, n- not to dwell too much on this, the top two prizes were for dramatic and comedy editing. So dramatic, the winner was Dunkirk. So, hey. Yeah. And then for comedy, the winner was I, Tanya. So Hey. Which, Ooh. hey, yeah, see? those are two of the better edited movies this year. So I, I don't disagree. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Plus, like, when I think of editing, I still remember of, like, that remember in I Tanya how we all I think we all had that moment where like you know Allison Janney's been really gone for a lot of this movie <laughs> yeah. and then she they cut immediately back to her like in the best maybe one of the best cutaway gags I've seen in a while oh yeah no <laughs> there was a few periods where I did really drast- dramatically miss her and then it's like oh she's back yay <laughs> <laughs> like the moment you realize it's like oh shit <laughs> what horrible thing is she gonna say this time <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know if I told you that I saw it the other week, Ian. But uh, man, I, every chance, every chance they gave her to try and be a nice person, she just stomped on it. Or just, oh yeah, <laughs> just, God, like the very last one was the one that hurt the most. Where you're just like, oh, this really sweet moment. Uh, oh, oh, this wasn't what we thought it was. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> but uh, not the worst, I mean, mostly, is the Screen Actor Guild winners. Now, this happened bow, when bow, we, bow. Yeah, this, this happened when we recorded last time. And, uh, I mean, it's mostly the usual suspects here. So, uh, Gary Oldman won for Best Actor for Darkest Hour, which I think he totally deserved, personally. 
uh, Francis McDormand won. Uh, Sam Rockwell won for supporting actor, and Alison Janney won for supporting actress. And Ooh. and then overall ensemble prize went to three billboards. Okay. All right. I, uh, I, personally, I'm st- you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Team Get Out for everything, but I, I can't complain with three billboards because it was I'm right there a you. really good cast. Yeah. No, and then uh, also Wonder Woman won a surprise for the stunt ensemble, which sure, hey. okay, yeah, it was, it's good stunt work overall. I uh, see. I'm glad, I'm glad. Oscar that, should be taking notes. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm glad that they uh, they ha- actually have a stunt category. Uh, you know, although personally, um, if if I were to choose somebody out of that category for best stunts, uh, I I would go with with Dunkirk all the way. Sure. No, they they the, did a lot of stunt work for Dunkirk. The, so. the fact that they did not kill anybody making that movie still still shocks me. <laughs> I'm either Dunkirk or Baby Driver on it, mm, but mm. I also can't go wrong with Wonder Woman because yeah. it was. It was pretty solid still. Absolutely. Ah, uh, then on that note, the thing we've all been waiting for, the Oscar nominations, the official ones. So, all right. I'll, beep, 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 beep. I mean, I, I could start just reading through these, but I want to ask you guys first. Just initial impressions. What did you think about the Oscar nominees? Um, well, I'll start. I, I thought they are pretty on point for the most part. Aside from like a few glaring omissions, I think it was mostly solid stuff. Okay. Uh, what about you, Ian? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, you know, it's the Oscar nominations. Like, every year people make such a big deal out of them, but I feel like this year it's pretty well distributed across the board, you know? Even something, you know, that probably, in all honesty, wouldn't have had a chance to get nominated, even though it should have, for, like, Best Picture or Logan. I'm glad to see that it got, you know, a Best uh, Adapted Screenplay nod. Yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, and so I feel, and I like that, you know, Big Sick got a Best Original Screenplay nod. I feel like a lot of the stuff... A lot of the stuff that I wanted to see nominated in the, in the bigger categories that probably wouldn't have been, I like this. I like that it it still got at least something. You know, Disaster Artist got Best Adapted Screenplay, um, Blade Runner got you know cinematography, obviously. So, you know, um, I, I was surprised to see Phantom Thread get as much love as it did, and and The Shape to get not really a whole lot. Oh, uh, I, mean, I mean, sorry, the, the post. I mean, okay, I was gonna say like Shape dominated, but yeah, I, I, sorry, <laughs> I, uh, ignore me. I just had a stroke. Yeah, no worries. No, Poe, that was surprising with the Poe. It's like literally like two nominations, just actress and picture. So, yeah. Yeah, I would have thought that they would have swapped out uh, P.T. Anderson for Best Director and put Spielberg in there for that. But Yeah, but apparently someone really liked Phantom Thread because that walked away yeah. with five awards, including, I believe, one that you called Shaq for supporting actress for Leslie Manville, which I... Yes, I did. Yeah, I was I, I was surprised. I was just like, wow, okay. I didn't hear anyone talking about her this whole circuit, so... Yeah, and I, it literally, yeah, I told you that, yeah, no, I, I thought she was going to be, like, a dark horse, so that's why I put I put her in, and you called uh, Woody Harrelson the best supporting actor, I didn't call it, I thought, I thought they were going to kind of overlook him in the, in the, the wave of Sam Rockwell, but I'm glad he also got it. Yeah, no, I was very surprised with that, too, and uh, I think, I read it somewhere, this is the first time since Bugsy that they've had two supporting actor competitors in the same category for the same film, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson in the same uh, same category. Um, also, fun fact, too, just thinking that, that you brought up Disaster Artist, um, two people from my school are up on this nomination list. Uh, one of them is, Wait, what? Yeah, so one of them is Aaron Sorkin, because he's a graduate alumni from Syracuse. Okay. Um, and then the guy, who, one of the guys who wrote um, Disaster Artist, Michael Weber, he's a graduate from here, oh, too. And nice. two of my professors taught him in screenwriting. 
So, oh, nice. I know. I was shocked because um, we actually <laughs> we held a screening of the room for a weekly screening we did this on campus, and the professors prefaced that by saying, "Oh yeah, by the way, you know, one of our students just got an Oscar nomination this weekend." It's like, wait, what? Yeah, the guy who wrote this essay. <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, by the way, watching The Room with a full crowd in person, that's the only way you should ever watch that movie. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because I watched it uh, on a screen sharing last time, and it was like, okay, yeah, this movie kind of sucks. It's really boring. But actually participating in it with other people and seeing the other, like, this, the, bless this man. There's this one young black kid who was in the back of the audience, and he... You know, he had never heard of the room. He didn't know anything about it going. Oh in. no! And he was in for a ride because the entire time he was just looking at everyone around and just like, "Wait, what just happened? Wait, what? What, what was that? Yeah. What? What?" Around me like, man, fucking white people, man. <laughs> like, yeah, no. The thing is, I still haven't seen the room in a the theater for some reason. But like, what? the best experience I had was watching it with a bunch of strangers in line for the disaster. When I tried to go see it at TIFF. And I was in line for like seven hours. Oh. Someone had it on a USB, and we happened to have a laptop. So, like, hey, let's just watch the room in line. And so we just watched the full thing <laughs> from beginning to end. No, I think the uh, the moment that got the biggest laugh, even from people who had seen it before, was when uh, they're doing their big fight at the end. And uh, Tommy was so, I forget exactly what he said. It was like, don't touch me, mother effer. And just the way yeah, that dude, he. Don't touch me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way he enunciated it was just so hilarious. <laughs> I kill you, I break every bone in your body. <laughs> and I love how they get into a fight, they make up, and then they get into a fight again right after that. It's just like, <laughs> what the frick was that? But, Writing. Anyway, um, I guess just going over some of the big categories then, I mean, we, we could dissect quite a few of the other ones, but uh, Best Picture. So we had Call Me By Your Name, which, Woo. yeah, no, that one didn't walk away with as much love as I thought, but it, it got yeah. some good, good love. Um Dark, Darkest Hour, which, that was a nice prize. Yeah. Uh, Dunkirk, of course. Woo! Get Out, of course. Give it everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lady Bird, definitely. Woo! Phantom Thread, The Post, right. The Shape of Water, <laughs> and Three Billboards. Man, it, it warms my heart that The Shape of Water got nominated for everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, a few of them were a bit, you know, I'm like, okay. I, I kind of mentioned last week, I'm like, Octavia Spencer was good. I don't think she was better than any of her other performances she's done. But no, I have no, no. no qualms with it personally. She she was fine. So Yeah, yeah. I, well, it's, um, I went and saw Shape of Water again a couple nights ago. And God, that movie is so good. <laughs> so good. I just wish it was written better. But I do think it's a really well-made. <laughs> you know, and that's... <laughs> that was a completely genuine reaction. <laughs> I think oh I think Ian God. turned into the monster there for a second. <laughs> I can see the guilt. I want to hear that shit. I can hear the gills yeah. talking. <laughs> I turned into Denzel from Fences. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to like you. <laughs> well, oh, um, no, I, I can't disagree with most of these nominations. The the only one well I haven't is one I haven't seen that was Fan Threat because I've heard a lot of. Eh, from at least like the people in my circles, mm. but a lot of like critic circles are adoring it. So yeah, not, I guess like I, I, that that one and uh, what was it? Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. I've heard is dry as fuck, but at the same time, it's like you'd expect it to be on here. So like that one, I can't really complain either. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I genuinely like the movie too. I mean, I, I get that it's not like 
blow me away the best film I saw. But I'm like, you know, there's not a whole lot to complain about it except for that one scene that they made up for the film that was really, really corny. If <laughs> When Winston Churchill rides that Tyrannosaurus Rex into battle, I thought that was really out there. Oh, yeah, I mean... It... <laughs> really bold on their part oh yeah i know creative liberties for sure yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> i just got that image in my head i want to see that <laughs> <laughs> right um christopher nolan make this movie happen uh speaking of which on the director's list you know christopher nolan got his director nomination so there you go okay, finally yep yeah. uh also jordan peele got his director nomination which yes, yeah yes, i told yes, you yes, yes. you were right you i were, told you you were right you were right i just you know so, I doubted, but I, you were right. So how many Oscars do you think Jordan Peele's going to walk away with on Oscar night? That's probably, the real question. Probably one, but... At um, least one, but I'm hoping for the two... For I, Listen, I want... Ideal situation, Get Out wins everything it's nominated for. Here's the thing, but, though. There's a part and, of me that thinks that it might. Like, th- there's that part of me that thinks that this could be, like, the year that Sounds of the Lambs, like, swept everything. Yeah. You know, where, like, yeah, everybody was like, okay, yeah, we like it. It's a horror movie, but it came out in February. Who knows? And then it, like, just wins everything. Mm-hmm. And, and there's like, a part that, of me to I that point, think I think it will happen I, but there's a part of me that really wants that to happen with Get Out I wanted to but the thing is is I also want Del Toro to win director I think he's the favorite so I'm rooting for Del Toro for how many years he's been in the game but Jordan Peele to get the directing Oscar on his first movie out would blow my fucking mind oh my and God. also I remember reading somewhere that he's like the third director ever to get uh, a best picture director and writer nomination on their first film, oh, well, yeah. and the first black director to do so. So yeah, that yes, and he's only like the fifth black director to get nominated for best director. Yep. Which actually, I have a few uh, Oscar facts and statistics I can run for that. So Ooh. yeah, uh, I did a bunch of research for the Breakfast Pub to get these notes. So uh, Shape of Water obviously it led with thirteen nominations, so that was the big leader by a notable margin. I think second was either Dunkirk or Three Billboards. It was either like seven or eight. Um, so yeah, it was a notable gap. Uh, Logan, of course, being the first superhero movie with an Oscar-nominated script. So, Ooh. yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Christopher Plummer got nominated for Supporting Actor, like I called it. You know? Yeah. Yep. I uh, think he'll probably ten win. Days. Ten, ten days. Ten just showed up and was like, alright, all right, I'm here to do what to do. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was done. The movie was fucking done. And they're just like, alright, just, you know, call him up. And he gets a fucking Oscar nomination off the show. I really want to see it's it, because I hear he's the great. the funniest fucking nomination to me ever. Yeah. Um, but on that note, um, his nomination here makes him the oldest acting nominee ever at 88 years old. So... Uh, hey, dude, he still got, that means he still got it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he can, you know, he can still be kicking it even at this age, you know. Uh, and then yeah, he's got a whole second career of replacing Kevin Spacey in movies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see him in Nine Lives. Oh, brother. <laughs> um, and then on that note, too, uh, James Ivory and uh, Agnes Varda, who is the director on Faces Places, that documentary, uh, they're now the oldest nominees ever in any category at 89 years old. So. Damn. Yeah. Christ. There's a lot of old people on this list, just saying. <laughs> yeah, so then we mentioned Jordan Peele. Um, uh, we had another, a couple other breakthroughs. Uh, Yance Ford, uh, the director of Strong Island, the documentary nominated there. Um, that's, uh, they're the first trans director ever nominated for an Oscar. So. Nice. Oh, shit, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, then Dee Rees for Mudbound. She's the first black woman ever nominated for adapted screenplay. Woo. 
Uh, Greta Gerwig, obviously, you know, yeah, she's now the fifth woman ever nominated for a director Oscar as well. So a lot of fives mm. on this list. <laughs> and then um, what surprised me, too, is that Rachel Morrison for Mudbound is the first woman ever to be nominated for cinematography, which, Ooh. wow. So you'd like, that's one of those things that like, when you hear that, it's like, it's great. But at the same time, it's like, how the fuck has there not been a, like, we don't hear enough about women cinematographers in general. There aren't that many. I feel, like, yeah, so. That's the thing. It's it's baffling that there, there should be more, but it's one of those things that like, it's so male-dominated that like they may not get the opportunities to do it. So like I'm glad that she's in. Yeah, no, I agree. That being said, I still need Roger Deakins to win. <laughs> no, he, yeah. That's the thing. It's like yeah. People are saying, like, oh, it's a historic moment if she wins. It's like, it's a more historic moment if Roger Deakins gets his due finally. Come on. Yeah. I, no, normally, I'd be like, yeah, g- you know, g- give her the Oscar. She's a great DP. Fucking Blade Runner, man. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> there, there's this video um, that came out that Tiff had just released called uh, Roger Deakins is a Loser. <laughs> oh. It wasn't an insult. It, they didn't really mean it in an insulting oh, way. They just meant to show, like... <laughs> These are the movies he got nominated for, and every year he's lost. Like, they, they showed every single movie, and I'm like, how the hell did he lose? And then they showed the winning movie. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I get it. The one time where I was like, bullshit, it shouldn't have won was the year it lost to Titanic. Because, then again, I also don't like Titanic, but there are so many movies that, like, the year he got nominated twice... I was like, how the fuck did he lose two two, uh, two movies? And then, like, there will be blood one. I was like, okay, you know what? I get yeah. it. <laughs> well, even even this year, it's like, man, he's got this in the bag, but he's up against Dunkirk, and you're like, ah, shit. <laughs> I, <laughs> shit. I'm pretty comfortable that he's going to win. I mean, again, I have said it, Blade Runner, best shot film of the last decade. You know, just... I agree with I agree with you, but... Oh, I agree with you in the sense that best shot film of the last decade, but there's still that part of me that's like, man, something else is going to win. <laughs> yeah. better he's not. always a bridesmaid never a bride yeah well i mean hey yeah. leo finally got his oscar so maybe uh you know deacons can this this year oh, so. so okay uh, so he's got to get roger deacons has to get attacked by a bear okay cool <laughs> was there anything of attacked by a bear quality in blade runner that would merit that <laughs> mm, let me get back to you on that uh yeah <laughs> um oh the dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, but then, uh, so Best Actor then, so, it, which is a pretty predictable list, except for the one guy that, you know, both Shaq and I, when we were talking to each Fuck other. Off. Yeah, so so Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, uh, Dana Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman for Dark Sour, and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Roman Esquire. J. Dude, y- y'all should have seen me when, I, when they had said that name. I was like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like... This movie is trash. His performance is, like, it's not bad, but it's the closest to bad he's had in a long time. And just, fuck. Like, I was mad that there were so many other nominees they could have picked. Yeah, like, if they weren't going to pick Franco, there was at least, like, three other people they could have picked ahead of Denzel, you know? I was like, yeah, if they're not going to pick Franco, they could have picked, like, fucking Robert Pattinson for Good Time. That was... That was my sixth uh, entry. Yeah, or like, uh, Tom Hanks, place entry. or, you know, any of those people. Exactly, like, y'all could have picked anything else, but y'all picked the shittiest movie to get nominated. Uh, oh, well, you know, hey, God damn, nothing, against, <laughs> nothing against Denzel, he's a great actor, a great guy, so, you know. Denzel is my favorite actor of all time, and the, the 
most phoned-in performance he's done is the one that gets nominated over some shit that I'm like, y'all could have nominated this. Yeah. But no. Uh, you have any thoughts really on that, Ian? I'm oh, sorry. Well, how do you really feel, Shaq? <laughs> <laughs> no, God, I... I'm, I'm like, I'm mad. I, that was the one time I've ever just been mad about it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I was just shocked. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Whatever, Oscars, you get what you want. <laughs> Um, but thankfully I was, you know, all of us were pretty much right on the money for best actress. Like literally we predicted all five of the nominees between every single ballot of ours for uh, last week's episode. And sure enough, all five of them made it. Uh, Sally Hawkins, Francis McDormand, Margot Robbie, uh, Saoirse Ronan and Meryl Streep, you know, big shock, right? Mm. Not, not really. Not at all. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, but one thing I forgot to mention when we were at best actor is that, uh, someone only just recently told me that I thought wasn't true, but um, Tom Hanks didn't get nominated, right? And you mentioned him. Mm-hmm. He hasn't gotten nominated for Best Actor since Castaway? Yep. I thought he got... No, he, no, he got nominated for uh, Captain Phillips. No, okay, that's what I thought. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I, that's what he I didn't. thought. No, uh, Barkhad Abdi did, but uh, he didn't get nominated for Best Actor. So. Well, that's fucked up. What world Wait, do we what? live in? I, yeah, I mean, I I don't know what that is, because he's had several performances that felt lost. I mean, you know, even Bridge of Spies, whatever you feel about it overall, I thought his performance was great in it, and he w- could have merited a nomination easily if it wasn't such a stiff competition that year, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm thinking about, like, Captain, Captain Phillips was, that was honestly the the most I've loved Tom Hanks since, since Castaway, actually. Like, that was, I thought that was the one that most merited it since, yeah, since then. And he didn't get it. Let me see what the fuck was nominated that year. Oh, no love for Larry okay. Brown. It was um no, <laughs> that year was fucking the reconnaissance. Yep. Uh. It was that Christian Bale, Bruce Dern, DiCaprio, and Chiwetel. Okay, Christian Bale should have been left off that list because freaking that was for American Hustle, right? <laughs> American Hustle sucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he was bad. I mean, it's a good performance, but it was not better than Tom Hanks. Uh, you know. No. I mean. The, Again, Christian Bale putting himself through that heart, uh, you know, all that health stuff to get fat for the role. It's like, just cast Paul Giamatti. He could do the same thing just without all the extra work. Just saying. Yeah. But did Paul Giamatti play Batman? No. Probably should have, though. Dude, Paul Giamatti's Batman would be amazing and terrifying. <laughs> right? <laughs> he doesn't even try to do a Batman voice. Just Paul Giamatti. Okay, no. I am the knight. Best actress. Yeah. I... <laughs> Sorry. We are. This is bad because we're like we're at the like the leading actress, and we go back to fucking dudes. That's my fault. My bad. No, I, but well, we're going to dudes next too because we got supporting actor. Uh, no, we, we listen. We haven't even talked about best actress. Goddamn. Okay. Who do we think is going to win from these? Oh, Francis McDormand, I think. But okay. Yeah. Who, I, I who's think your dark Francis horse McDormand. though? If, if it's not Francis, who do you think? Who would be your your runner up? You know. Uh, I, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, I think Francis McDormand, who I want to win, either Margot Robbie or Sally Hawkins. Yeah. I, okay, you're the same as me. Yeah, no, I agree, because uh, Sally Hawkins, uh, she's my spoiler, but my preferred winner of my you know alternates is Margot Robbie. So I'm pretty much in, in agreement. Okay, cool. Now we can jump to the next <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Good discussion, folks. Because I was like, this. I was like, this feels mad disrespectful right now. I, I swear we're not sexist here. <laughs> um, so, best supporting actor, we got Willem Dafoe, which the only nomination for Florida Project, but okay, hey, it's most deserved. Uh, Woody Harrelson, Richard Jenkins, Christopher Plummer, and Sam Rockwell. Solid list. 
You know? Yeah. Not, not much. I'm still Team Defoe, but I know Sam Rockwell's probably going to win this. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was amazing how hard that shifted, where it's like, oh yeah, Will Defoe is the predicted front runner. He's clearly going to win, and then just pull the rug up from under him. <laughs> you know, it's just... Yeah, it is what it is. So... Yeah. I mean, I'm just happy. I mean, Woody Harrelson, I always like seeing him get nominated, because I... You know, maybe it's hyperbolic to say, I can't think of a bad Woody Harrelson performance. Like, even the last few years. It's just like, yeah, even in... If the movie stinks, he's usually really good in it, you know? Like uh, his yeah. uh, his turn in 2012, which should have gotten him an Oscar nomination. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he was not bad in it. Just everything else around him was bad in that movie. Oh, no, no, no. That was an incredible performance. Yeah. Performance of a lifetime, some would say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my, fa- my favorite thing about 2012 is that Africa was just completely untouched by all the shit. They're like, hey, guess what? Africa's better than everything. Well, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> And now we're going to leave John Cusack to repopulate the earth single-handedly. Oh, boy. <laughs> Everyman's dream and nightmare at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like people make it sound like it's so cool. It's like, yeah, if I was the last man on earth, there was nothing but ladies kind of thing. It's like, read why the last man, you'll see why that's not a good idea. Just saying. <laughs> and plus, like, there's also, wait, have you ever watched the show Last Man on Earth with Will Forte? Yeah, I watched some of the early episodes of it. It's... It's so good, and they also give the idea that, like, what if the last man on Earth was a total asshole? <laughs> then that would suck real hard. The last right? man on Earth was Paul Giamatti, but that changed everything. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, he's a sweetheart from all things I've heard, but, you know. <laughs> um, so then, Best Supporting Actress is uh, Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, uh, Allison Janney for Itania, Leslie Manville for Fan Thread, uh, Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird and Octavia Spencer for Shape of Water. Woo! Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Like it's a, it's a good list, and uh, I think we, we're all just like, yeah, Alice and Jenny's gonna take it. I called this for months, and I'm happy that it's actually coming to fruition because I remember, I was cause, like, there was a lot of talk about Laurie Metcalf winning until I Tanya came like came out, and everyone was like, you know what? No, it. If it's between the two, but it's Janny. It's Janny's year. Yeah. No, uh, uh, Lloyd Metcalf is my second, but yeah, definitely Alice and Janny is my pick, for sure. Uh, and then Best Original Screenplay. It's uh, Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Okay, look, I, I love pretty much all these movies, but but c- come on, come on, this is Jordan Peele's Blues. You, yeah. You know, I would say that, but Three Billboards won quite a few screenplay nominations, so... I mean, it's going to be a tight race, but that's all I'm saying. And if, 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 God forbid, if the night goes and, like, Get Out doesn't win a single thing, man, I'm going to flip, flip over some cars, I'm going to burn some buildings down. Well, because, I mean, if I think about it, it's only up for four awards, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. So, and most of the awards it's up against, they're pretty competitive fields, so it just really depends on, yeah, just how the night goes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it was a big blow to not nominate Martin McDonough for director, which I'm like, what, really? <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, so. Um, and then I'm happy to see Big Sick on there. I really like that movie, so. Yes. <laughs> if it got any love at all, I'm glad that it was at least for the screenplay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then adapted screenplay was Call Me By Your Name, <clears throat> uh, Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. Which, mm. you know. You know what? I'm going to call it now. I think that this is going to be one of the few that Call Me By Your Name wins. Like, it's going to get it's going to get a bunch of nominations like it already has. But I think this is going to be maybe the only major win. Yeah, I think I think this is going to yeah. be the only win, you know, for it. Because the only one I could say... Well, okay, I haven't seen two of these movies, so I can't judge fairly. But 
the only competition I saw so far is Disaster Artist, where I'm like, okay, that's a great script. No one's going to vote for it. So. Yeah. And as much as I want Logan to win, it's not going to win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's see. Some of the technical categories. Uh, cinematography was Blade Runner, of course. Uh, oh. Darkest Hour, which, I, again, I totally called. Bruno Delbanel will always get nominated when he's in a high-profile project. Um, mm-hmm. Dunkirk, Mudbound, and Shape of Water. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much expected in that category. Uh, <clears throat> now, Phil- oh, I've, I've noticed, because I'm looking through the Wikipedia list, but uh, you missed a, a certain category that we need to discuss. I oh, feel. you know, I'm just going by the way I wrote them, but yes, do you want to talk about Okay, all right, all right, go no, ahead. No, no, go ahead. You, you bring it up. I, I want to hear, I right. hear your thoughts on that. Best animated feature. <laughs> <laughs> the Academy Award nominated Boss Baby. <laughs> <sighs> Also, the Academy Award uh, nominated Ferdinand, starring John Cena. It means John Cena is in an Academy Award nominated film. Now, and the keep, world is a better place. What reality are we living in? Yeah. Now, keep in mind. I, I'm really bummed that John Cena didn't get an Academy Award nomination for his turn in the Marine, personally. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, missed opportunity. Fantastic film, yes. Yeah. It, it should have gotten everything. It or should've 12 been, rounds. Should have beat Titanic. Apparently he's in talk to uh, play Duke Nukem in a movie, too. So, oh, Oscar-nominated performance there. Oh, <laughs> what if it actually is? Like, let's just, hypothetically speaking, what if he, he plays Duke Nukem and we're all like, oh my god, this is a, this this is actually a Dark Knight of video game film. I'm gonna win all the Oscars. We're <laughs> just like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, brother. I, I'd want this just for an orchestral version of John Cena's theme song when he comes to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Somebody make this happen. <laughs> now, at least the animated feature, there's at least some of the other RD films that made it on there. Uh, the Breadwinner and Loving Vincent. So, mm. hey, good for them. Uh, and, again, this is before that new rule that's being put in place where they're like, oh, we're going to open it up to the public. So maybe a... not to the public. You mean like the the entire academy, that's rather what... than just the animation division? Yeah, yeah. Which again, um, that sounds like a bad idea. And this is kind of a hint that this might be a bad idea. Oh boy! I don't know. We're gonna see like fucking. I'm, I'm trying to think what movie that comes out. What's a shitty animated movie that's coming out this year? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's way too early for that. Is there like a sequel to Rock they... Dog happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are they making another Ice Age movie? I don't know. Oh gosh, I hope not. Cars th- right I'm going to look this year. up. Oh, boy. Uh, you do that while I look here. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess, were there any other, like, oh, you know, actually, okay, uh, Best Visual Effects. I was totally surprised Kong Skull Island got a nomination, which. Yeah, I'm, I'm down yeah, with that. You know, though. I was so glad about that. Yeah, no, it's it's great <laughs> effect work. I was just, I didn't think people would remember it or, or like it that much, so. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it. I mean, my petition to get Con Skull Island nominated for Best Picture didn't work, but I'll, I'll settle for this. <laughs> Man, I've met so many and people is, who love is, that, so... Uh, yeah, you think I'm kidding. That no. would be great. Yeah, yeah. But, um, Justin, I think we talked about it last week where I said it might not get it, but I would like to see it get a nomination, and I'm glad that it actually did. Yeah, no, you did. Totally, yeah. You called that. Uh, you know, I was happy... I mean, mostly happy that Baby Driver got as much love as it did. I mean, film mm-hmm. editing and both sound categories, that's, that's pretty impressive. Oh yeah, um, I'm considering that's what drives the whole movie. No pun intended. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> so that that was legitimately not intended. I was like, I said it halfway through. I was like, oh wait a minute. Oh. But legitimately, it run it it works so well because of the, the categories it's nominated for. So like, 
it made sense for them to be in there. Sure. Uh, and then I was, you know, I, I've made my grumbles about Wonder Woman in the past. I was surprised it got shut out so hard like that, like it did. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, sorry, I don't have much to say, but I know that a lot of people were like, why didn't you get nominated for Best Picture? I'm like, hold on a second. Yeah. It's a great movie and all. I highly enjoyed it, flaws and all. But there was no fucking way it was going to get nominated for anything major. The category, like, the list of, like, the the highest likely winners were was way too big for Wonder Woman to even get a shot in there. Yeah, no, it... it <clears throat> I think that was true for most categories. Where it's like, yeah, it was good in a lot of things. I don't know if it was better than any of the, you know, the front runners in these categories. So it's just, it just is what it is. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. It's just not an Oscar winner. I mean, you know, I guess if Boss Baby can get a nomination, then any film can. But hey, you know, that's just <laughs> that's the problem. They're gonna start using that in film school. Be like, look, guys, go for your dreams. If Boss Baby can get nominated for an Oscar, anything can. <laughs> Uh, and then, I don't know, a few other ones I noticed. Uh, hey, Three Billboards made Best Original Score. I believe I suggested that might be a candidate last week. So, hmm. yeah. Hey, I... Good Time should have gotten nominated for that. Oh, what? Good Time should have been nominated for Best Original Score. Now, I agree. The music was like, great. I'm mad that Get Out, get, not Get Out, but um, Good Time got completely shut out also. But I think it's because a lot of people didn't see Yeah, no, that film yeah. was way too small. They had no campaigning for it, so... Which is a shame. Damn, A24. Yeah. Yeah, why A24? Why? Yeah, A24 kind of backfired this year. Like, they put all their eggs in the Florida project, and that didn't really turn out well for them. To be fair, they, they hit a home run with Lady Bird. Okay, so yeah, like, to be fair. Yeah. They probably yeah. put all their money on that. <laughs> true, true. I think Florida Project was their first attempt, and they're like, uh, maybe this one with the lady director will work better. <laughs> Let's yeah, see what happens. Disaster Artist was them as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they didn't get as was them. They didn't dominate as much. They had a bunch of scattered prizes then. So yeah, but they still one of their movies still got a best picture nomination and a best director nomination. Sure. And and uh, best screenplay nomination. Yeah. And Blumhouse is up again for best picture. So man, what a world to live in from the makers of Paranormal Activity <laughs> Four. Yeah, they gave us the Oscar-winning Whiplash and now the potentially Oscar-winning Get Out. You know, so ins- it's insane and beautiful, and I can only hope that we're seeing the same thing next year for the Danny McBride Halloween film, <laughs> or The Purge, or The Purge Four. Oh man! Hey, hey, or or if they make another Insidious movie, why not? Oh, they already did, and no one's going to see it. So oh, sh- oh, that's right, I saw that. <laughs> Whoops! Isn't that awkward? <laughs> Uh, oh boy uh, But I mean Is there any other Like you know Notable things That you guys saw On this list Or just kind of the same Oh um, uh, best original We could talk about Best original song With with uh, one of Ian's Favorite movies The greatest showman Getting a nomination In there hey, That was, yourself the, that was right the only Nomination it got So be happy Throw yourself In front of a bus <laughs> Also I'm kind of I'm really happy That Mary J. Blige Got a nomination For both original song And acting Like I thought I thought that was cool Yeah Um yeah. Also, I'm glad that because of it, Raphael Sadiq has a fucking Oscar nomination, which is like, yes, <laughs> fucking Tony, 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 you know what it is? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm think Coco's probably going to win just because that's a safe pick, so. Because it, it should, it's a great fucking song. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even blown away by it, but then again, I haven't listened to all these songs yet, so I probably should at some point. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I've heard good stuff about some of the other songs. Marshall totally surprised me. Where I'm just like, oh, I thought I thought people forgot about that movie. But, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And then, you know, Star Wars got a notable amount of love this year for sound, visual effects, and music. Which, I mean, I, I keep saying this every year when a Star Wars movie comes out. I can't think of any moment from the score I really liked a lot from Last Jedi, but... It, it's a really good score, um, but it, it, it is a score where a lot of it, there's no, like, really big, new, recognizable themes. A lot of it, a lot of the Last Jedi score is uh, is building off of the pre-existing music. Yeah, no, it feels like it's a continuation of The Force Awakens more than it is. Yeah, which is fine, which is good. That's why, I, you know, that's why I like it. It just, it doesn't have, a, there's no, like, for this movie, for Last Jedi, there's no, like, immediately recognizable theme that you're going to associate with this movie years from now. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, maybe maybe that'll change. Like, I, I changed my tune on Force Awakens score when I first heard it, where I'm like, yeah, it was good, maybe not great, but then I gave it a few other tries. I'm like, no, I can actually pick up some distinct themes from this that I do like. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm bum- I know it probably didn't have a chance, but I'm bummed Blade Runner didn't get anything for score. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. you know, Blade Runner only walked away with uh, <coughs> five nominations for visual effects, sound. Only five. Oh, what? Only five. I mean, still, five is good, but I'm just saying... That film was amazing. It should have gotten more love. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked to, honestly, you know, as much as I love P.T. Anderson, I would have loved to have seen him swap, get swapped out with uh, with uh, Denny. Yeah, which uh, Denny Villanueva, he made a point in an article I saw, which is like, yeah, it's because of the cost of the movie and its box office why it didn't get nominated. And I'm pretty sure he's probably right, to be fair. But, yeah. yeah. But honestly, I just don't think a lot of Academy voters probably saw it because they're like, ah, it's a sci-fi movie, whatever. It yeah, like it's like three hours long. Yeah, exactly. There is also that, but it's three hours of perfection. I know, right? Oh, I don't get it wrong. I fucking adore it. Yeah. But it's one of those things that, like, it, when you see that, like, off the top, it's daunting. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and then, thankfully, well, okay, not thankfully, but Beauty and the Beast at least got two nominations. That's two more than it needs, but at least it's only two. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so it's just for production design and costumes. <laughs> And then freaking Victoria and Abdul popped up in a couple categories. I didn't think people remembered that film. People even saw it. Um, let's see what. Oh, else. and uh, Wonder for makeup. That, that that was pretty cool. Was pretty yeah, cool. you oh, called wow. that one actually. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Owen Wilson approves. <laughs> oh, why am I in a film nominated for an Oscar? Wow. <laughs> I remember that from Midnight in Paris. I was in that movie. Oh, wow! You guys ever seen the movie with the dog? That didn't get nominated, but maybe it should have. Wow. <laughs> I, I think we're devolving more and more to, like, <laughs> what's his name uh, from M? Uh, Peter Laurie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> to Rick's Cafe American, yes. I love Peter Laurie. He's one of my favorite, like, old-time German actors. <laughs> but, um, uh, and then uh, foreign film, uh, you know, again, I called it Foxtrot didn't get nominated because, you know, Israel stuff and politics. So, mm. um, but hey, it was a fantastic woman, the insult, loveless, uh, on body and soul, and the square. So it was, it's a good little selection. I'm glad that the square got in, but at the same time, I've like, I've heard nothing but extremely divisive things. Oh yeah, no, it seems no. I mean, again, Phantom Thread got in on divisive opinion, so why not the square? <laughs> you know, good point. Yeah, the square is actually funny. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> hey, you're probably right. you're probably right with that one. Uh, again, I still think about the uh, the dude doing the monkey performance art. So, oh my god, <laughs> watching Julian on stage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious when you consider oh, where that god. scene goes by the end. <laughs> oh, and also, uh, I forgot to mention, uh, Kobe Bryant's an Oscar nominee now. 
So yeah, up. I was just about to say <laughs> I was gonna bring that up. Kobe Bryant, fucking Oscar nominee. <laughs> isn't it for like? Isn't it a documentary about himself that he made? Yeah, so it's it, a short film called Dear Basketball. Man, that's like some that's like some some Kanye shit right there. Yeah, well, I mean, so he he wrote and narrated it, and then uh, I forget was it? I want to say Spike Lee did it, or someone else did animated it. But oh, Glenn now Key. I want to see it. Yeah, maybe not Spike Lee, but, you know, he got Damn. some other people to help make it for him. But, you know, it's the thing where it's like, yeah, it's technically his kind of like his love letter to basketball as he was retiring. Uh, mm. Although people did try to sour that where it's like, yeah, hey, Kobe Bryant, remember that time when that thing in 2003? The allegations? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, somebody's going to get he taken down. He might not get it just off of that. I mean, I hear Dear Basketball is pretty good. Uh, although, I mean... There's a Pixar short on here. It's Lou, so you know that already puts it up as a you know top contender because it's Pixar. They they almost win this every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all really I got to say about most of the nominations. Unless there's any last minute thoughts from you guys. Um, no, no, that's pretty much it. I mean, like anything else is in stuff that I'm not really well versed in. So like best documentary. Um, I th- thing is the best documentary. I'm calling it now is probably going to be Faces Places. Because that's the only one that I've heard major, like, people adoring it, everyone who's seen it. Uh, that being said, I still need to see Icarus, because I remember I saw the trailer for that not too long ago, and they made that shit seem like a, a fucking thriller, so I need to go check that yeah, out. Yeah, I think those are the two top candidates for me, because, you know, if, yeah, Faces Places has been on, like, a bunch of top ten lists, but Icarus is the one that's got a lot of, like, you know, publicity about its topic, and, you know, it's trendy because they talk about, you know, modern-day, uh, you know, relations with Russia and the sports teams and that stuff, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm curious with that. I mean, even uh, freaking uh, Lance Armstrong. Uh, no, uh, yeah, Lance Armstrong, right? The, uh, the 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 cyclist. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why I got I gave my Armstrongs and mixed up in my head, but yeah, apparently he they <laughs> they commented on him. Uh, he watched. He's like, yeah, no, it's uh, pretty accurate actually. <laughs> you <know>? Oh shit! <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So that that would be interesting. Um. Yeah, and then the short categories, I have no clue. Just, you know, I'll, I'll do it the same way they do that. Just throw a dartboard, and that's what I vote for, you know? <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right, yeah, I think that's all we got to say. Uh, we'll have a more definitive pick for Oscar, you know, who we want to win in each category probably in the next week or two, you know, as we get ready for the Oscars. Okay, so on that note with the Oscar nominations, uh, we're going to do another Best of the Decade, you know, our favorite category... Uh, which I'm really enjoying talking about this. I especially really loved editing the uh, music categories together uh, for the last time. Dude, that, that was so great. You, I'm glad that you even put the ones that we kind of mentioned on the side. Like when I when I mentioned fucking Three Six Mafia, you actually put it's hard out here for a pimp right after. I was I was so glad you did. Oh yeah, that. no, that one was actually kind of hard to find because like they really try to like protect those video clips and that stuff. I'm like, okay, I found one where it was just used just long enough where it wouldn't have any issues. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it sounds really fun. And, and I only picked the ones that we definitely said we liked, because there were a few where we were like, yeah, we, we talked about that song, but none of us really liked it or picked it as our favorite. So I'm just like, eh, don't need to worry about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would love to do that for maybe another week where we talk about the nominated music picks for this this year, and we could just listen to them and yeah, yeah that would be really cool. So preview for another episode, people. <laughs> but uh, on that note, we're going to talk about the lead actor and lead actress categories. So... Favorite nominees and winners. Uh, I know this was kind of last minute that we planned this, but Shaq, since you were so excited about this one, why don't you uh, name some of your favorites this last decade? All right. So, picking from the three, and we said up to 2007, right? Yes. Okay. Looking at it, this is another category where, like, 
my favorite people are not the people who won. <laughs> so, like, I can only really think of two that I was like, okay, yes, I, I agree with these, or Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis for There Will Be Blood, because yeah. we all know how fucking crazy that shit was, and he was so reprehensible, but so compelling at the same time. Oh, yeah, no, that was one of my favorite theater-going experiences, just to watch him on screen, you know? <laughs> and uh, the other one... Mainly because it ended the, the fucking memes forever now, and that's Leo and the Revenant. Because even though... Actually, no, it was my favorite performance out of, like, the, the main leading actors that year. No, it was... It was him. Like, even though I still think he should have won it for Wolf of Wall Street, yes. but he was really, really good at this as well. So that one I couldn't... I couldn't complain with him finally getting the win. Sure. Uh, then uh, what would you say were some of your notable nominees? No, there's a there's a lot of these, so I'm I'm gonna try and not take all of them. Um, yeah. The the one that hurt me the the two that hurt me the most were in the same year actually was Jesse Eisenberg in the Social Network and James Franco for 127 hours because I do, I'm gonna be straight up I don't fucking like the King's Speech <laughs> I really don't. Okay. It was like the most obvious kind of Oscar baby kind of film that like I usually don't like. But it was still good. And the fact that it. Do- won the major awards for some of my favorite movies of the decade. I was like, fuck out of here with that. Um, but yeah, no, those two, um, who else? Uh, Chiwet Lejifor for 12 Years a Slave was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, either that or DiCaprio should have won, but I can't complain with the reconnaissance of that year. <laughs> um, who else was there? Uh, da, 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 da. Just, I'm just trying to name people off the top. Odenzel Washington in Fences. We've mentioned that before. <laughs> Fucking adored him in that. Um, da, 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 and no, that's... Actually, oh, one I also completely forgot. Mickey Rourke and the Wrestler. He should have won that year. Yeah. No. That should have been the redemption story of 2008. And he was so just heartbreaking in that. Like that, that was one of the few times I actually cried when I saw a movie because I, I rarely do, but that was that one got me bad, and yeah, that's all the ones I could mention. Oh, last one, uh, Viggo Mortensen in Eastern Promises. Oh yeah, mm. now, he's great in that movie. He was incredible in that. That that bit when he puts also, when he puts the cigarette on his tongue that still gets to me. I'm just like, Ugh. when I see that, so much of him in that movie makes you just do that, like the bathhouse fight. We just. <laughs> Stabbing the fuck out these dudes just with this dick hanging out. <laughs> yeah, I have. You know, the fact, it, no. it feels so realistic and it's gross. It's just like, ugh, like all of this. Th- that is very much it's like just... a Shape of Water. It's like I've now seen more of Vigo Mortensen than I've ever needed to see in my life. You know? Oh dear yes. God, I, I, I have seen more of Michael Shannon than I ever asked for. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, actually, sorry, I have. I do have a third one. Fucking Jean Dujardin in uh, The Artist. Oh yeah, he was great in that too. Yeah, no, he, he was great. He was great in that movie. So, and uh, yeah, that, that's all I got. All right, then, Ian, what do you got for your top three? Um, yeah, I mean, as far as winners go, uh, it, it should it should come as really no shock that uh, two out of my three are both Dana Day Lewis. Really, that's not a surprise at all. Um, and then for my third one, as far as winners go, um, I, I don't know. I mean. I, it's it's kind of a tough one because <laughs> like I like McC- I really like McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club, but um, I don't know if he was the best performance that year. And I, don't know, I I guess I'd go with with Leo for the Revenant for my third one. 
Again, okay. I really like Leo in that movie, but I thought he should have won for Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I was the guy who was the McConaughey uh, flag waver that year, but I can, I can see I don't know. I, I love McConaughey. I really yeah, yeah, do. no, no, I but I, I can see I, the argument. I, I don't think his performance in Dallas Buyers Club was better than Chiwetel Ejiofor or DiCaprio that year. <laughs> you know you know what? Honestly, if McConaughey was to get nominated for anything that year, I think he should have gotten nominated for Killer Joe. Or, uh, or Wolf of Wall Street. Or um, or Wolf, was Mud that year? Wolf also, he was in it for he was in it for like what five minutes? But what a five minutes! <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Doing coke right there at the fucking table. Oh, um, and then yeah, as far as nominations go, uh, 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 what, what was it? Uh, Twenty fourteen. Fucking uh, Michael Keaton should have won for Birdman over Eddie Redmayne. Oh my god, dude, that. Pissed me off, man. God. I, I mean, Eddie Redmayne was Listen, pretty. You know, you you know how much I hate Red, Eddie Redmayne off the top for no fucking reason. <laughs> that was maybe one of the big catalysts of why. Nah, man. Yeah, no, nah, man. Like Michael Keaton, that, that is like the performance of his career in Birdman. Oh no, I agree. I just, you know, I mean, I thought Eddie Redmayne was great too, just because he totally nailed Stephen Hawking. But yeah, no, I agree. Michael Keaton should have won definitely. Yeah, um, I also really like. Plus, there's that super heartbreaking moment where you see like yeah. Michael Keaton's ready to take out oh, his speech, yeah. but then they named it, they named Eddie Redmayne, he just puts it back in his pocket. That broke my that was... heart to a million fucking pieces, and that's the moment where I was like, "Fuck you, Eddie Redmayne." That was yeah. so sad. Yeah, that was really really sad. Um, uh, I thought Joaquin Phoenix in The Master was really great. Um, oh yeah, like, he's yeah. so good in that movie. Uh, Denzel Washington playing Corey Coleman in Flight. I thought was really good. <laughs> oh man, I you know, and uh, that's one of the few uh, movies that I, made me scared to go flying. You know, just after that Jesus, opening sequence yeah. where I'm just like, yeah, I think I'm just gonna stay grounded for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Jeremy Renner in the Hurt Locker. Oh, oh yes, yeah, he was great. Yes, how to forget that one? Oh my god! There's so many. There's a lot of people on this list who really, you know, gave it their all. They gave great performances. Uh, and then there's people like uh, Morgan Freeman in Invictus, which I mean, he was he was good in that one, but you know, it wasn't. No one's gonna. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't best of the year. Nah, nah. And freaking Matt Damon with his South South African accent uh, also in the supporting actor category. Oh boy, it was so bad. God damn it. Yeah, but anyway, um. So then, uh, top three winners, I mean, again, predictable, Daniel Day-Lewis for both There Will Be Blood and Lincoln. Like, seriously, he's so good in both those roles. You know, There Will Be Blood, I think, is the better performance, but Lincoln is just so, you know, for him to create just such a unique portrayal of Lincoln, unlike almost any other film we've seen before that, you know, it was really charismatic. And and it, yeah. the fact it's so unlike a lot of Lincoln films, the way that it's very, you know, parlor politics focused and all the stuff with the, you know, the jerry-rigging of votes, the way that you convince politicians to join your side. It was just, it's captivating to watch him speak, you know, just just, just listening to him talk is such a, such a treasure, and you get a lot of that in both There Will Be Blood and Lincoln, you know, with just these big, grandiose monologues, some of which, uh, if I remember, there's at least one of the monologues in There Will Be Blood, he just improvised on the spot. He's just like, yeah, I can do this, watch me, <laughs> you know? A, uh, a guy I know worked on the set of uh, There Will Be Blood, and he was like, there, there are fewer things <laughs> that I will, uh, uh, fewer experiences in this life uh, that I can compare to than uh, being in the uh, deserts of, of uh, East Texas with Daniel Day-Lewis in character for four months. Oh, yeah. No, actually, um... It is truly terrifying. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember, um, I talked to the daughter of one of the producers on Lincoln, 
And uh, she said, like, oh, yeah. You know, that's a funny thing where Danny Lewis can be, like, totally in character and terrifying that there'll be blood. But then when he's on Lincoln, he is the nicest, smartest, most elegant person you will ever meet in your life. So it really just depends on what movie you catch him in. <laughs> I wonder what that was like. I'm sorry? Oh, I said, I wonder what the Phantom Thread set, set was like. Very stuffy and formal, I imagine. But, um, uh, yeah, so then I guess for uh, third winner, you know, again, I know, allegations and all, I think Casey Affleck was fantastic in, uh, you know, in Manchester by the Sea. Like, that was a great script that he had to work with, but he found a way to really mine the material out of that you know performance. Just so nuanced, so subtle, so heartfelt. Like, that had maybe two of the biggest scenes that year that almost made me cry. You know, uh, uh, both the big scenes in the ending, where I'm just like, man, this is... It, it's just so poignant. Oh, and then also uh, everything involving the big twist in the middle, where you're like, oh, that's why everything sucks. <laughs> you just like... Yeah. Yeah, just, just how he responded and how he just broke from that was just so powerful. When, when Casey Affleck finds out that Sam Jackson is a supervillain, yeah, I didn't see that coming. No! <laughs> Dude, oh, that would be the most amazing twist in the, the, the new Unbreakable movie that Casey Affleck is another person part of their like superhero collective that they're building. Oh my god, we didn't even know if a Manchester by the Sea was Unbreakable 1.5. <laughs> Sadness man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, and then I guess, you know, if I'm counting Dan D. Lewis as kind of a twofer, I, I really did like Matthew McConaughey in, uh, in uh, uh, Dallas Buyers Club. I thought he was really great in that. Uh, but there's there's so many good actor performances just scrolling through the list here. I mean, freaking one of the, I, I like a lot of these smaller performances that people kind of forget about now. Like Richard Jenkins in The Visitor, I thought he was fantastic mm. in that movie. Just really great underrated film that no one is really talking about anymore. Uh, Frank Langella and Frost Nixon. Yeah, I was I was waiting on someone to mention that because I'd forgotten to. Or dude, he was amazing in that. Oh, yeah. I mean, for a guy who really doesn't look a lot like Nixon, he really embodied the role, you know? Just really, really, really captivating. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to see Javier Bardem in Beautiful. I've never found a copy of that film anywhere, but, uh, so I can't really talk about it. He's really good. Okay. Really, really good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think he's a great actor, so. Uh, you know, uh, Brad Pitt in Moneyball. I liked him a lot in that one. I thought he was really good. And then, uh, man, you've t we've all taken a lot of the ones that I was going to pick. You know, uh, Bradley Cooper in both American Sniper and uh, Silver Linings Playbook, I think was really good in those ones. Yes, okay. Silver Linings Playbook, I also forgot to mention, because that that role, that performance, was, like, uncomfortably relatable in, two, in a couple aspects. Where I was like, oh, boy. Like, that whole thing, where, like, when he heard that certain song that made him lose his fucking mind. Yeah. That was me in, like, elementary school, like, for, like, a good couple of years, or, like, I heard the specific song, and people would taunt me with it, and the moment that they did, it fucking set me off on, like, a ballistic rage. Aww. Yeah, so I was like, oh, boy, this is, this is a lot. That song was Rhythm of the Night. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't Rhythm of the Night. I will not say what fucking song it is, even though I'm over the shit, but I still won't say it. But, yeah. <laughs> Just... The, that performance was like, oh boy, I see a lot in this character more than I actually like. Yeah, no, actually, um, one of my best friends has some uh, similar symptoms to Bradley Cooper in that film. So, uh, yeah, there's a uh, there was a very uncomfortable period in my life too, where I had to deal with him at his worst during those times, and it was all too real watching it on the screen as well. I'm just like, God, 
<laughs> Especially because when I saw that, that was the year after that stuff was happening. So it was still, Ooh. yeah, it was it was very fresh. Like he didn't do anything to that extreme, but he was. I I, I have not seen a man break a PS3 controller with his bare hands and crumple into pieces the way that he did. Let me just say that <laughs> during one really bad period. God damn. Yeah. So that was a uh, that was that was rough. But uh, what was not rough and a performance I really liked a lot was Bruce Dern in Nebraska. Like, I, <laughs> what a segue! I know. I, <laughs> I love Nebraska. I think, with the exception of downsizing, which I have not seen and have no interest in seeing, I love most Alexander Payne movies. And Nebraska is a really, really solid film, I think. And Bruce Dern is the whole reason that movie works is because of Bruce Dern, I think. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, trying to think if there's any other ones I missed. No, and you know, I'll, um, I'll throw a bone to Benedict Cumberbatch in the Imitation Game. You know, he, he was solid, I think. So, um, the batch. Oh, um, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Bridges in True Grit. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jeff Bridges talking about his member action like this. Texas Ranger shoot the gutter somewhere. Cogburn. Stop a mouth full of French fries, and then I'm gonna go shoot my guns. Is he he playing Matthew McConaughey? Is he playing Jeff Bridges? Is he playing Albert Finney from Skyfall? We don't even know. (laughs) Welcome to Scotland. Welcome to Scotland. Thank God your family have been starving to death. And now he turns into Mr. Plinkett. Have you you watched Skyfall? my, My whole thing is, why does Jeff Bridges talk like that from since True Grit? He's done that in every movie since. Yeah, since uh, True Grit and Crazy Heart. He's been kind of going down that road of the rustic kind of talk like that. I, I don't know what's going on Even there. if, if okay, Hell or High Water, he did that too. I mean, he was great in Hell or High Water, but yeah. <laughs> just, it's, and even um, uh, the worst, though, was uh, R.I.P.D. when he was doing that. I don't know what you're talking about. I hear you out with Ryan Reynolds or fighting ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so I made him a Texas Ranger today. I don't even know. Man, with uh, saying that, though, too, I'm going to plug, uh, the only way to watch R.I.P.D. is with the One of Us commentary that we have on this site, because there is no way... <laughs> oh, you... my God. I have that commentary saved. I haven't watched it yet, because I'm like, I, I gotta fucking watch R.I.P.D. with this. I did Grown Ups 2 with their commentary, and oh even then... That was a chore. As funny as the commentary was, that shit was excruciating. I'm like, oh... Yeah. Oh boy, I gotta do this at some point. No, it's great commentary, but yeah, that means you have to watch some of these really awful movies. You're just like, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so then, with that, Best Actress. Uh, we'll leave on that note. So, uh, pull up my list here. Uh, are you guys ready? Yeah. I'm looking through the list right now. Okay, well, I'll go first then. Just break the tradition a little bit. Uh, Whoa. So, <laughs> I know. Oh, uncalled for. Yeah, unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I apologize, folks. I am running on fumes right now, so I'm trying to stay as coherent as possible as I keep going. Um, no worries. Okay, so last 10 years, the best actress, if I had to pick one from this list here that I am scrolling through and not stalling for time. Ah, this is really hard, actually. I, You know, for among the winners, I'm not sure who I would pick for this one. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Still Jeff Bridges. I like, oh, I won the best actress <laughs> I love to thank all my wonderful ladies and my fellow nominees. I, I, I loved I loved Jeff Bridges in Manchester by the Sea, you know, really just I feel like I hurt you really badly and I hurt myself. I can't beat it. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? A um, side note. If anybody really wants to laugh, go to the Wikipedia page for uh, Academy Award winner for Best Actor, and they have a picture of Casey Affleck on the top. It looks like it's his fucking mugshot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the problem where he had that huge beard and the long hair. Like, just any angle you got him was a mugshot, pretty much. That, 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 uh, that Nick Nolte look? Oh, yeah. No, that, fu- <laughs> that fucking, like, I'm not here, Joaquin Phoenix look. It's like, dude, that was four years ago, man. Come on. Yeah. No, but, um, okay. You know, I will say my... Probably my favorites, uh, Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Linings Playbook. Really liked her mm. in that. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Kate Blanchett in Blue Jasmine. I thought Blue Jasmine's yes. a good film, but she's amazing in that film. Uh, and then Brie Larson in Room. I think those are my top three picks. Okay, okay. All solid picks. Yeah, I mean, and that's fairly recent. I mean, and looking back at the ones that were nominated earlier, I like all those ones that won. I just don't like them more than these recent films that I saw. Mm. So. You know, I mean, it's hard because I think probably my closest one would be uh, Marion Cotillard and La Vie en Rose because she was amazing in that movie. Like, oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Marion Cotillard in uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the enemies. Welcome to the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> no, but I will say among my favorite nominees, uh, this great, great movie Marion Cotillard did called Two Days, One Night. If it, uh, mm. Have you seen that one? Yeah. I haven't, but I'm wanting to. Oh, it's so great. Like, it's just, it's one of those, like, slice-of-life films where nothing really happens, but so much happens at the same time. So much emotionally goes on. And she she has to carry that film almost entirely on her shoulders. Because there's barely, like, there's lots of other characters, but they barely get any screen time without her in the scene. You know? It's, just, it's so, so good. So great. Um, And then on that note, uh, da 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 any nominees? Yeah, yeah. Or any other nominees? That, that's what I'm looking at. You know, um, Ellen Page and Juno. That's a safe one. I thought she was really good in that one. Uh, Meryl Streep in Doubt. I love Doubt. And I thought she was really good in that one as well. Eh. You know, and I also so I'll throw a bone to Julian Julia. I don't think that's the best performance that year, but I was... I, I love to hear Meryl Streep do her Julia Child impersonation. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't care what anybody says. That movie's great. Oh, no, it's a great... I, you know, okay, it's great whenever she's on it. I always felt that Amy Adams was kind of weak in that movie, where it's like, it's not her fault, it's just that character's really boring. But anytime it cuts back to Meryl Streep, it, it's golden. <laughs> it really oh, yeah. is. Um, ooh, uh, oh, you know, Jessica Chastain in uh, Zero Dark Thirty. I thought she was great in that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Um, Covenzene Wallace in Beach of the Southern Wild. You know, really great debut yes. performance, and she's pretty much done nothing of note since. But she's young. She has time, you know. She was what? She was only like eight years old at the point, right? No, I know, I know. She, she, she's a teenager now. <laughs> Jesus, come on, man. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, I, 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 I'm still a little bitter about Annie, so I'm just saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're bitter. <laughs> um, and you know what? And Judy Dench and Philomena, I really liked her a lot in that one. Um, and I guess without taking a bunch of other ones out, that's where I'll leave it off there. There's, there's a lot of good ones, but I want to hear what you guys liked. So, um... Uh, who went second last time? Oh, Ian did. That was so, Ian. Yeah, so Shaq, what, do you, what, what is your picks then? All right, so you actually named, I think you named two of the ones that I already had, which is uh, Brie, Brie Larson in Room and uh, Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Linings Playbook. Mm-hmm. I thought they were both, yeah, both fucking incredible. Um, and the third one I'll take is uh, Natalie Portman in Black Swan. Even though I'm not as crazy about Black Swan as much as a lot of other people, I still thought she captivated the fucking screen every time she was on. And 
yeah, no, I, I don't really have much else to say, but just, no, it was, that, she made the movie worth watching at the very least. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I kind of um, feel the same way as you do on that one, so. But it's a, another case where, like, a lot of the nominees I prefer over the winners were, like, um, uh, as my, like even though I praised Natalie Portman, I thought Michelle Williams in Blue Valentine should have won that year. Um, oh well, that year was a stacked year. Like every one of those, it, no, it was a stacked year. Don't get me wrong; it was it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But like that—that's the one that broke me <laughs> that year the most. <laughs> then again, Blue Valentine is like one of the most depressing things I've ever seen in my life. That's what I hear. Um, that's why I haven't watched it yet because I feel like I'm just gonna cry my eyes out watching it. Or just <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's like watching, like, even though they're not related to you, it's like watching your parents divorce in real time. Uh. <laughs> like, the mo- from the moment they fall in love to the moment they just, like, fuck it. <laughs> and it's it, it hurts all the way through. Okay, yeah, having been in a um, moment where that almost happened in my family, I think that's a little rough, but... It, exactly. So, like, you gotta be... Make sure you have a lot of happy things around you after you, after you see it. Um, other than that, there's uh, Rooney Mara and the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yes, yes. I'm upset that a lot of people kind of missed out on, even though it was, honestly, it's as good as the original. I love the original, but it's just as good. And now they're um, skipping the other sequels to go straight to the fourth book, so. Which, why? It's, just, it's been too long. All the Everyone else moved on, so they're just, they're desperate. They're desperate at this point. Yeah. Um, also, Sandra Bullock and Gravity, because, like we mentioned before, she, her alone made me just say, fuck space forever. <laughs> Um, what else? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, Rosamund Pike in Gone Girl. Yeah, Gone Girl. Like got... I said again, also when we brought that up the first time, I had trust issues for two whole weeks after I saw it <laughs> because of her alone. I was like, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. But she was so subtle in how completely and fucking insane she was that it it, it made sense that <laughs> I honestly thought she should have won that year but I can't complain with Julianne Moore yeah um and uh uh da, 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 and I think that's about oh you all, yeah we already mentioned Quvenzhané uh, Jessica Chastain even though I hate Zero Dark Thirty she really? was great in it yeah I really really hated it oh, that was my second favorite film um, that year so but uh and uh honestly I'll mention one thing that should have gotten nominated but didn't was fucking Amy Adams in Arrival. Yes. She should have gotten nominated last I, year. I agree. But yeah, th- that's where that's where I'll leave off on. Alrighty, then uh, Ian, what do you got, man? Uh, well, now that everything has been taken. Uh, <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I normally don't like uh, Natalie Portman in most things, but uh, I thought she was fucking incredible in Black Swan. Uh, yeah, I think Black Swan and uh, Closer are two of her best performances. So yeah, yeah, and Attack of the Clones. Yeah, <laughs> um, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pinnacle. Um, uh, Brie Larson in Room, and uh, just a spite shack. Uh, uh, Emma Stone in La La Land. Eat a dick. Yeah, I will. I will, and I'll sing the whole time. <laughs> you're freaking like you're like Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs. Just like yeah, uh, promote the team. F you. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say that, I will say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then as far as nominations go, um, I, I thought Sandra Bullock should have won for Gravity, not The Blind Side. I I have a soft oh, spot for The God, Blind Side. Yeah, fuck The Blind Side. Yeah, I got a lot of issues with Blind Side. I, I, I get the issues. I still enjoy it on that very Hallmark level movie kind of thing, but I I, I don't disagree that it's a very schmaltzy film. So. The Wonder Bread of Movies. 
Um, Sometimes you just want Wonder Bread, you know, man. I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's cheap. It's cheap. It's cheap bread. Sometimes you I like have, cheap I've bread. Never, I've never craved it, but okay, I'll take your word for it. I haven't either. So <laughs> somebody does. Oh, oh, wait, what? What? I'm so confused. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Rosamund Pike, Gone Girl, uh, uh, everything else that they already said. Uh, <laughs> Jessica Chastain, Zero Dark Thirty, um, um, uh, Melissa Leo, and Frozen River actually fantastic you know i have yes. not seen that movie yet i really want to it is very good and very depressing based on the premise that's what it sounds like <laughs> so yeah. uh but yeah that would oh and then um um uh shit um uh words uh wait oh sorry never mind, never mind. i thought <laughs> i thought annette benning was uh, uh best uh, got nominated for best actress for 20th century woman as best supporting actress uh, well she wasn't she oh, wasn't nominated. okay wait she wasn't nominated nope uh, she was nominated for The Kids Are Alright, but... I'm gonna go flip a car over now. <laughs> no, that's the thing, like, uh, I hear that from so many people, where they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so got nominated, and I guess it's just me when my encyclopedia knowledge is like, and actually, <laughs> you know... No, it did not. <laughs> and that's sad, because, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that you feel like that should have been the right choice, you know? It's like, oh yeah, that, sh- that got nominated, right? It's like, that everyone should have expected that, and it's like, nope, sorry. <laughs> Oscars don't always get it right, people. That's just, that's just more, more yeah. of a story. Um, on that note. Anything else? Oh, um, last one before we completely get on this topic. Fucking Gabrae Sidibane Precious. Yes. Oh. Just... God, like that, that movie's hard as shit to watch, but like she's, she's so good. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm surprised I forgot about that. I'm just like, yeah, Precious blew me away when I saw that movie. She, yeah. You know, I mean, and I guess it's only that Monique is even better. That really shocked me where I'm like, wow, Monique, who would have thought that Monique would be an Oscar winner? You know, just. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty much been, you know, blacklisted from Hollywood ever since, but, uh... Now she's on Boycott Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Monique. I mean, I just... Thing is, the... thing is, no, they shouldn't have... First off, they shouldn't have fucking paid her that low. That's ridiculous still. Like, $500,000. Like, listen, the fact that you have an Oscar, you shouldn't be getting lowballed that much. Sure. That's true. fucking ridiculous. By that same token... I'm not gonna boycott Netflix. <laughs> I lo- Netflix is too good to me. I don't have cable anymore. Yeah. No, I mean even as the guy who still collects Blu-rays, I still need my Netflix. So, <laughs> but anyway, on that note, I am. We got you. We listen. We support you in spirit, girl. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give my spirit a rest right now. I need to take a quick cat nap before tonight. <laughs> so, uh, thank you guys both so much for attending here. I hope to be more alert next time for. Uh, talking more about whatever we talk about next week <laughs> but uh yeah you guys are awesome great co-host uh ian where can they find you on the internet man uh, you can find me on uh, every week on sammy and seen shit on double toasted.com you can find me uh popping up uh, occasionally every now and then on the uh, uh highly suspect reviews here in one of us and you can also find me on uh, toast to toast on double toasted.com and mr will valley awesome which uh this week's uh episode of t- um sammy and seen with uh, Blade, I provided that one. So, yeah, that was a that was a good one. That was a real good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. Even though y'all's fucking review is still bullshit. Uh, low, high rental. Well, fuck you know, out of here. You know it's what? a low full price. Bullshit. It's you're a low full price. Coming to my house. Coming to my house to say that shit. <laughs> well, my house. That being said, that being said, that being said, Blade Two better than Sex. Uh, Blade Two is like, uh, uh, oh my god, it's a godsend that movie. Yeah, I cannot wait to hear the review for the next film you guys got, which uh, Sammy told me what you guys are doing, and uh... yeah, yeah, it's uh... 
I'd like to you, apologize. You gotta tell me this. off the show. You gotta tell me like after the show. Yeah, uh, I, uh, uh, I swear we'll have a black person on at some point this month. <laughs> I swear. Get call fucking what's his name? Uh, da, 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 TJ or whatever name. <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> so memorable. You, the other, the other black man. He said it, the, not the, me. The non-main cast member, black man, yeah, uh, the, yeah. Deuce or whatever. <laughs> the black man on this yeah. podcast is saying this, not the white guys. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody else just got really quiet. But uh, where can we hear this awesome black man on our podcast here? Oh, me. This black man, you can catch him on, <laughs> you can catch him on all social media like Twitter, Facebook, at Shaq Excellence. That's S-H-A-K Excellence. And uh, yeah, come come talk to this black man. <laughs> I swear I will not bite you. Well, that's good to hear. Um, and then you can find this super white guy over here on the, the, the whitest of uh, the whitest of websites, oneofus.net. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I write the notes of the Breakfast Pub, and uh, I host this show. And uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter as well. So, <laughs> that note. Before we start another race war on here or something, I don't know. <laughs> another. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I don't know. There's a lot goes on behind the scenes that y'all don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you all so much. Uh, we hope to hear, talk to you next week. We'll get a little bit more in-depth on the nominees. There should be 